Being called to something great is a really daunting thing. You may not even know where to start or what success even looks like. Maybe you are so nervous that you actually decide to run away from your calling. But what if you decided to walk on your path to your purpose? Well, in today's episode, we're looking at the main character of Avatar The Last Airbender himself to see how his journey actually mimics ours. And that is Avatar Aang. Hey, what's going on, guys? My name is Nate, and you're listening to the Otaku Liberation, a show where we help you break the chains that hold you back in your life by connecting biblical principles with themes from your favorite anime. And without further ado, let's get right on into it. So the verse I want to cover today that pretty much sums up this entire thing is Jeremiah chapter 1, verse 5. And it says, Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Before you were born, I set you apart. I appointed you a prophet to the nations. And that doesn't describe how the avatar is. And I don't know what does because <laughs> they're literally set apart and are appointed to actually not necessarily profit, but to guide the world and the nations. And that, that still remains true for avatar Aang himself. And Aang's journey is one is a, just a tragic one, let's be honest. And two, it's uh, it's an interesting one for me looking at it because this is, this is the oldest child I've ever seen. <laughs> yes, he's even he's even older than Grogu because Aang is technically 112 years old. And if that sounds crazy to you, then you need to go watch the show. I'm not even going to explain it. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. But Aang, Aang's whole journey from him learning he's the avatar to the end of the series and even beyond into the comics and things that lead up to um Korra, which is the show after after his, really just it really just depicts how I know how I would react, especially at such a young age, someone telling me that I'm responsible for the whole world and the lives of thousands, if not millions of people. And just and not only that, just to know I have to fight this crazy battle before I'm even ready, it's it's mind-boggling for me. And the way that he handled it, parts of it is, you know, okay, he's a monk, so his spirituality and things like that, his thinking process is a little bit better than the average 12-year-old. But on the other side, he's still 12 years old, and he handles things like a 12-year-old, so it, it's kind of funny. But it is really humanizing to see a character like that who's not just on one end crying, complaining about it the whole time, just like, oh no, why is this happening to me? But on the other hand, being so gun ho about it and they're just the best at everything. You know, Aang's very much in the middle and his whole journey is just it's a fun, fun ride. So Aang's journey kinda it comes as three three phases or stages however you want to you know describe it that i think very much mimics ours when god tells us of our purpose and the first stage is actually reluctance and it starts all actually starts back when ang was born so since since birth ang is was a talented and a powerful bender even even i think even beyond just normal avatar standards I think all of them have an innate talent but 
Aang, they actually straight up said he was a talented and powerful bender. And the monks, the monks that actually raised him, they knew he was the Avatar when he selected four relics from thousands of toys to play with, which are known as the the Avatar relics that they're just passed between the nations and that the Avatar themselves always pick because it's familiar to them. And that just kind of mimics that, you know, God knows the purpose of our of our life even before we are created. This is all all this stuff is already set in motion way before we're even here. And the same thing goes for the Avatar and in these little relics, right? These these have already been established. They're already here long before it was decided that Aang was going to be the Avatar. He already knew the steps he needed to take. And like I said before, normally the Avatar is told about their status around the age of 16. But due to the signs of the coming war, the monks told Aang about his destiny and his purpose as the Avatar when he was just 12. And it's, it, mm, just think, as a 12-year-old being told that, again, that you're responsible for the whole world, it's crazy. But oftentimes, God will call on us not when we're ready, but when we're needed. And it may not even be in that moment, but he wants us to start preparing and that that just that piece right there just hits hits so home hits so home because you know even before I started doing you know this stuff with the podcast or really going in deep with my faith I was always into personal development and things like that and one of the things I've always just read and heard is that you need to start before you're ready because you're never going to be ready to start is <laughs> pretty much what the whole thing is and. That's, that's just true. That's the fact of life. In order to get somewhere, in order to go further than where you are now, you have to start before you're ready. Because think about it. If like, if my goal in life is to you know be a Hollywood actor, be a millionaire, or whatever the case may be, the current version of me isn't that. So if I'm if I'm just waiting until I become like that to start then it's just never going to happen because that's not how I am right now. That any type of change that you want to make, it, it comes at a gradual pace. But the key to that is you have to start. <laughs> like, nothing's going to change unless you do. And honestly, it's just when I was, when I was rewatching the show, just uh, reading up on Aang again for this episode and just understanding that, you know, yeah, he was called, to his purpose way before he was even ready you know not just from an age thing but like from a mentality standpoint he was not he was not feeling it and I'm, i just think how many times how i have i personally reacted like that when god's told me hey this is the next step i want you to take and i'm just like no <laughs> we're not doing that i'm not feeling it right now and just to kind of just put those things in perspective it's just he does that on purpose. God does that on purpose. He wants us to be uncomfortable to really kind of go through it. Not in a, not in a malicious way, but in, because honestly, friction and tension is what causes you to grow. I mean, that biologically, that's what happens. That's why you work out and you hurt yourself <laughs> listening to big weights and you're sore the days after the soreness is actually a sign that your muscles are growing. And 
is in is the same thing spiritually we're spiritually sore when god calls us to something that we're not ready for but he says hey buckle up because <laughs> it's coming and so ang initially resists this idea that he's the avatar and instead he just wants to live a normal life i mean can you blame him this kid's 12 he's like i just want to hang out with my friends not save the world and honestly this even persists after he accepts his duty so after he gets to the point where he is okay he acknowledges and, and accepts the fact that he's the avatar he still has the ultimate goal of just trying to live a normal life that he can you know as normal of a life as he can and which is which is hard and honestly i dare say impossible but hey we we, we all we all want what we want and the Aang's resistance got to the point that he actually ran away. He ran away from the from the air temple that he was being raised at because he was so stressed out and confused as to why his life was changing so drastically. And when God calls on us, it's, it's natural to, to want to run away. When God calls on us to leave our comfort zones, to leave what we've been knowing and to something greater or just better. We may not see it as, as greater or better in that moment. We just see it as, God, you're disrupting my flow. You know, this is not this is not okay. I don't like change. And so it's natural for us to want to run away. And we want to continue to be comfortable and to just stay content to where we are. And that and same thing with Ang. But let me ask you this question, because this is a question that came to me way back before I started this podcast, way before I started the YouTube channel, way before I even decided to do any of this stuff. And it's how many lives would be affected if we ran away from what we're called to do? Just let you, let you sit with that for a minute. How many lives would be affected if you decided to run away from what you were called to do? And I'm not talking about saving the world from this crazy tyrant you know that was ang's duty but for you what is it that you feel like god's spoken into your heart spoken what's that one thing that you have this crazy idea this crazy you know business or whatever that you that you feel in your heart that you need to do that you you want to it's, it's your passion what is it what is it and what would happen if you decided to not follow that how would your life look? How would the lives of the countless people that you could have impacted look? And in Ain's case, it was literal death. Like if he continued to run away from his past, uh, his destiny as the Avatar, countless lives would have lost, would have been lost. Like it just, it's, it would have been a wrap, right? And that's not, or that's not accounting for the lives that were already lost because he ran away in the first place. And and so just kind of give you more context about Aang's running away. He ran, he, he ran away from the air temple he's being raised at. And it was during a storm, a stormy day. And the storm actually knocked him and his bison, Appa, into the, into the ocean. And honestly, he was almost dead just then, in that moment. He was just, it was almost a wrap. And the only reason why he didn't is because the avatars have this ability called the avatar state which is more or less fight or flight and it kicked on to preserve his life and what he did he froze himself in Appa and Appa into a giant block of ice and that's where they stayed for a hundred years 
So while the war was going on, you know, while his entire culture was essentially eradicated, he was he was frozen. And that's why he's called Avatar the Last Airbender, because he's literally the last airbender. That's just that, and then that's just a consequence of him running away from his destiny. Now we don't know how it would have worked out if he would have stayed and trained. He, he, to be fair, he probably just would have died with the rest of them because he wasn't ready. But, but we we never know that. <laughs> we'll never know that. So that was just the initial stage of Aang's journey, the reluctance. So the next stage is actually the growth or just growing into your purpose. So after Aang wakes up from the iceberg, you know, with Katara and Sokka, and they begin their journey so he can master the the four elements, Aang has to overcome many challenges that ultimately make him a better person and a better avatar. And some of the first challenges were actually initially learning the other elements. So when Aang was frozen, he was already a master airbender because in the air nomad culture, well, once you become a master airbender, you get these tattoos. And if you've seen any of the, even if you haven't watched the show, I'm sure you've seen many posters and things like that. He has his tattoos. So at 12 years old, he's mastered airbending. And so now he just needs to master the other elements to become a fully realized avatar. So he's ready to take on, you know, the final word, things like that. But each of the other elements, he has this initial resistance to a degree in with fire he accidentally burns or you know his friend and love interest and that causes a seed of fear to be planted in his heart where he's just afraid to fire ben and he just refuses to do it for the majority of the series uh with water water wasn't really a real issue for him to learn and actually get the hang of quickly but he didn't take his training seriously which caused his, his um his learning to stagnate Whereas with him and Katara, they actually started off learning at about the same pace. And actually at the beginning, he was a better waterbender than her. He started to fall behind because he just didn't take it seriously. He was always goofing off when he should have been training. And then lastly was Earth, where he actually has a mental block. Because the way the it works with the avatars, since again, they're the only ones that can learn all four elements, they... The element that has that is the natural opposite to that avatar's personality is the one that's the hardest for them to learn. In Aang's case, he's an air nomad. They're taught to be free and you know always redirect things like that. Whereas the Earth is you know, like you no, know, you stand your ground and you take things head on, which is the complete opposite of everything he's ever learned. So it it gave him some difficulties. Yeah, another another dilemma he had was deciding on how he should end the war being should he kill Ozai, which is what everyone else, me, me included as the viewer were saying, yeah, just kill him like, and just be done with it or not, because the monks always told him that all life is sacred and you, know, you shouldn't just kill somebody just because you have a difference in opinion. Which I, I will say that is true, but Ozai was literally slaughtering hundreds of people. So I am, you know, whatever. Eh? <laughs> and, and lastly, like I, uh, like I touched on before, was he was torn between his personal desires, such as living a normal life and his actual duty as the Avatar, which is ending, ending the war and saving the entire world. And each of these obstacles 
challenged Aang in a way that forced him to grow. Forced him to grow in ways that he wouldn't have if he never went on this journey in the first place. And the way it tied back to us is that when we're going on a journey, especially one where we've been called to a higher purpose, to our actual calling, we're going to face things that our current selves cannot handle at all. But go through these things so that we'll be prepared when we step into all the things that God has for us. So the things you're going through in this season is preparing you for the next season. And then things you go through in that season is going to prepare you for the season after that and so on and so forth. But they're all just always going to be challenges. That's just part of living, part of being alive here. And some are going to be easier to get through than others. Some are going to be a, like ain't learning water bending, whereas like it's, it's only hard because you're making it hard because you're not taking the time to actually do what you need to do. And some can just be uh, like him learning earth. It's just so naturally your opposite that you are, you don't even want to attempt it. <laughs> you don't even want to try it. And every time you do, it's just super difficult. But you have to. All right. I mean, that's that's it. That's it. You have to. We have to go through these things because, again, God's prepared for something for us on the other side. But our current sales can't can't handle it. So we have to go through this process, this, you know, this this um, type of pressure. Right. And like I say, you know, diamonds diamonds are made with a lot of pressure and a lot of heat. <laughs> and I don't know about you, but that sounds very uncomfortable. And essentially, that's that's what it is. And but the beauty of this whole thing about the journeys that we go on is that you don't have to do it alone. Aang didn't do it alone. He had what they call, you know, the team avatar and and all the other allies that they've made along the journey. Aang was able to face his destiny with that much more confidence, knowing that he has people who are by his side who are willing to, to help him in any way they can, whether that's fighting, fighting directly, training him, or just, just being, just having words of encouragement. Sometimes just having someone say, you got this can make or break your day. And that's all you need to get on, get over the, get over the home. So surround yourself with some trustworthy people who cheer you on, who can lift you up when you're running on empty and who can keep you focused when you start to slack off. I think that's probably the main thing, at least for me, is just sometimes it's like, I don't want to do this today, and I got to kick myself in the butt. But if you can find someone who can do it for you, by all means, keep them close. And the last stage or phase of this journey, thing goes on. So again, he went from being reluctant to growing in his journey to now he's finally just accepted it, just acceptance, accepting what it means to be the avatar and what his own and what his duty means to the world. So again, that didn't really come full circle until it was towards the end of the series. Aang finally comes to his own as a, uh, I guess, I guess you could say he was a full-fledged avatar. You know, I'm not going to get into all the nerd details about it, but either way, he, he's, he's a, the full, a fully realized avatar. He no longer runs away from his duties and he actually takes it seriously enough to get the job done while he's still able to actually enjoy his life. And after he ends the war, he still has avatar duties to do, you know, again, keep to keep the peace that he fought so hard to, 
established in the first place to make sure the nations are all getting along together and that basically what happened for the hundred last hundred years doesn't happen again but now he's able to actually enjoy his life enjoy the fruits of his labor and actually not be so stressed and overworked all the time and that's something i personally strive for is being able to live out my purpose while still enjoying my life and it, that's going to come at some point because I know right now when we're following our purpose in the beginning, it's going to be a lot of grinding, a lot of late nights, early mornings, a lot of times where you're just giving up, you know, party time on the weekend or from more my case, video games and watching anime for a recreation is giving up those things in the, in the front. So you can get you can actually enjoy yourself right to get to the other side where you're you're established you don't have to grind as much or as hard i mean you're still grinding still the stuff done that you need to get done but you can actually take the time to enjoy your life that's what i'm that's what i'm going towards that's what i'm trying to get to and it, it's, it's coming i know it's just gonna be little by little step by step and that's true for all of us right so if you feel like you're just you know you're beating your head against the wall right now it's okay okay take a take a moment take a breather make sure you, you don't go insane because it kind of defeats the purpose that god has for us if we lose our minds on the way to trying to fulfill that purpose right so he understands take a breather you know breathe with me just we're all good everything's okay nothing the world's not going to end you know you don't have to fight the fire lord it's okay uh, <laughs> but seriously when you get to that point where you can just have peace right because honestly Fulfilling your purpose just brings a peace that that can't be understood. It it when people they do what they love because it doesn't feel like work to them. That's true. Yeah. That doesn't mean you don't have to take breaks every once in a while. But while you're doing these things, it doesn't feel like you know it's not a drag. You don't. You're not. Ugh. I got to do. This. Ugh. I got to report record this podcast. Ugh. I got to film a YouTube video later. You know, for me, that's that's not how I'm feeling. It's like, okay, I get to do this. You know, eventually this is going to change someone's life down the road. And just because I was being obedient. And, and ultimately, once we're walking in our purpose, once we come to accept our purpose, it leads to a confidence in yourself because you have confidence in the one who made you. Because once you, once we know what our purpose is, once we finally accept the purpose and stop running away and, you know, trying to hide from God, essentially, once we, once we just, you know, we dig our heels in and we say, okay, Lord, following you, this is what we're going to do. It, it brings that peace, but it brings that confidence because, you know, you can't really fail at this because God made you for this. <laughs> so it's literally impossible for you to fail, but you have to be willing to put in the work and put in the time and put in the effort. That's the only caveat. You just got to be willing to do it. It's all going to work out, but you have to do it. You have to do it. You know, you're right. Like you said, don't, don't, don't have, so don't just put half the energy into it. Don't just pretend to do it, but actually go, go all in. And the rest is history. So that's all I got for you guys today. If you like what you heard and you want to take a deeper look in today's episode, head on over to the otakuliberation.net where you'll find a blog article that covers today's episode in a little more detail. And don't forget to come back next week because we're going to look at someone who, <laughs> funny enough, was deemed as the mother and protector of the whole group and was actually one of my favorite characters for a long time. And that person is Katara. 
Uh, Alright guys, always remember, you are the main character of your story, and that story doesn't end until he says so. Alright, be blessed.